Hey, 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 happy Tuesday, July 26. So today I would love to chat with you about fear. Fear, you know what it stands for, false evidence appearing real. And for me personally, fear is what actually drives me, what fuels me. Um, then you ask why? Because <laughs> growing up in Holland, yeah, we had enough. Um, we were, you know, fortunate. I was fortunate to have my crib in Holland in the house where I was born and raised. Even though I always thought the grass was greener on the other side. Now I know the grass is green where you water it, right? But I always wanted something else. I always wanted more. And it's not like it wasn't enough, but I wanted something different. I wanted to push the envelope. And I, from, from when I was so young, I wanted to be in America. Okay, you all know that. I love America. And watching these shows on TV, you know, Beverly Hills 90210, Dallas Dynasty, I wanted that. White picket fence pool. And I can say that I have it now. And I'm happy. I'm, I'm grateful. It's so weird. I walk around the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm living my dream life. I'm living the life I always wanted to live. And you know as well as I know that when you're grateful, you actually create more of what you're grateful for. And I'm seeing that happening right now. So my husband, John, and I we were talking about it this morning. And as you know, we want to move back to California. For me, it's a stronger urge than for him. But I don't know, I miss the ocean. I want to be close to an ocean. Give me an ocean. I'm a water girl, and I know we have a pool, and I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong, but I feel in California, I get so inspired by that lifestyle. It's a fitter lifestyle. I just get inspired by it. I My creative juices are flowing, even though, I don't know, am I really that creative? I guess we all are creative, right? Um, so we were talking about that and I said, okay, I found this place in California oceanfront and yeah, it's a bit more than the rent we're paying here because we're not owning yet. And then my husband said, I really don't want to rent anymore. I want to own. The problem with that is that he's a pilot. Yes, I was a corporate flight attendant. Now I'm a boutique owner. So we can pretty much live anywhere when he flies again. Right now he's an instructor at Flight Safety International in DFW, Dallas, Texas. So when he flies again, yeah, we can hopefully pick the perfect base or pick a base that the owner, it doesn't matter where you fly out of, right? So he wants to own, I get it. I want to own as well, but we don't know where. Like, we both want California, but is it really that realistic, California? Because everything is overpriced there. You can get a shack for the price of a mansion here. You know what I mean? Like, does it really make sense? Is it realistic? Um, so when I say fear drives me, I remember when I just met John on Plenty of Fish. 
And he, you know, he's a guy, so he, not that that's naturally, it makes sense, but he had obviously more than I did, like financially, and he makes more, or he made more than I did. Um, I guess now, too, I don't know, maybe we're even. So um, now the fear that drives me to go back to where I was, like when I was a flight attendant, I wasn't making as much as I'm making now. And the fear that drives me, that fuels me is that as a boutique owner, I, now I want bigger, I want more, like I got a taste of it. And I'm telling you, it tastes so good. It tastes good for money to come in. It tastes good to reap the benefits, um, to, to see that everything I put in comes to fruition, even though it took forever. And when I say it took forever, yeah, it took forever to build that platform. You, we all have to build a platform. We have to build eyeballs and eyeballs will turn into money. And now I want more of that. I, I mean, it's, oh my gosh, it feels so good. It's the same like when people say, um, skinny feels better than eating or something, you, you know, like when you're overweight and we are all very critical of ourselves. We all think that we're overweight or underweight. We, we're, we never think we're good enough. So we're very critical of ourselves. We always want to lose weight. So I'm always like, when I stick something in my mouth, I'm like, okay, do I really like the taste of this? Do I really want this? Or does it taste better to not eat this and to stay skinny or to be even skinnier? You know what I mean? Um, and again, it's not about being skinny. It's about being the best shape in the best shape of your life, like feeling healthy, f full of energy, because we can have everything in life. But if you don't have time and then you have nothing, right? And if, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And I see it in our parents, my in-laws and my parents. My father passed away at 90, beautiful, long life. But I saw at the end of his life, he had no energy to do anything. Yeah, he had the money, but I said, go on a cruise, go date, because my parents got divorced. Um, and, and he said, no, I said, I have no energy. I, I don't want that. And I'm like, so he just sat in his house every day, all day in his chair behind his computer or watching TV or sleeping on the couch. And that's the last thing I want out of life. So for me, the fear of being like that pushes me that fear what I see in my parents that yeah they're older and they have no energy at all no energy they have the funds but they have no energy so what do you do without the energy so that fear fuels me and drives me to go to the gym at least four days a week and I actually want to step it up but it's like training a muscle I trained my muscle to do it at least four days a week and now I actually look forward to going to the gym and I love it every time I go to the gym I know the people there they know me they greet me I greet them like it's like my friends I'm going to see my friends at the gym it's it's crazy how over time you build that and over time it's like you're home away from home and the same with the boutique I have my boutique and I feel home. I feel at home there. Like I miss it when I'm not there. So whatever you want, make it fun. Keep it fun. Make your own rules. Set your own rules. Do it your way because that's the only way that works. And then make it a routine because when you don't make it a routine, then it's going to be something that you don't enjoy. 
And now I, I, I'm so happy with my life. And I want you to be so happy with your life and do everything you want to do. And that's what I told John. I, I showed him a beachfront property and he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Is that like a stock photo? He's like, I said, no, that's the actual photos. So I think I got a little fire in him going too that, hey, it is a possibility. Even though he's not an ocean guy, he would do it for me. And I think that's true love too. So I just wanted to share with you that whatever fuels you, whatever drives you, keep that in mind. Don't give up. And consistency is so important. I'm reading this book. Um, um, I think it's called The Consistency Pill. It's so incredibly good. So just DM me and ask me about it and I'll share it with you. And make sure that you get fired by podcasts. Listen to podcasts and Listen to people and copy people who are already doing what you're doing, you know. Um, yesterday, I went with four of my girlfriends. We went to North Park Center, the mall in um, Dallas, Texas, downtown Dallas, Texas. Um, went to Neiman Marcus <laughs> to get the popover, which is like pastry and with strawberry butter and then a chicken broth to open your palate. But they were closed on Monday. I'm like, oh, I should have done my research, which I did. I looked when it was open the mall, but not the actual restaurant in the mall. So, you know, again, you got to be specific, right? So then we went to Italy, which is incredible. It's a very European um, restaurant. Uh, they have a grocery store. Um, they have it all. And it's it's beautiful. So we went there. We ate there. Uh, we had some Prosecco, we had some uh, tiramisu, uh, some appetizers. I mean, it was so incredible. And I learned again from being with all these girlfriends that you have to make sure when you're sitting together with your girlfriends or whoever you're sitting with that you give everyone the floor. Don't make it like Deanna show, you know, like in the podcast, sometimes I feel like it's Deanna show because I'm the only one talking, but obviously it's my podcast, but I would love to interview people. So I'm going to interview my new girlfriend, Nicole, soon when she comes back from her trip to Mexico and whoever wants to be on the podcast, I would love to interview you. I mean, everyone has a very interesting story um, and I would love to hear your story. So let me know and we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, so again, make sure that you give everyone the, the floor, make sure that you let everyone talk, because it's all about that you make people feel appreciated, acknowledged, seen, heard, and compliment people. You know, when you compliment another person, it doesn't make your, your brightness go away. No, it actually makes you shine brighter. It really is true. When you're selfless, when you focus on other people, you will get more of whatever you're doing. It, it's so true. It's like when you focus on the good in people and when you talk about the positive things, and of course, there's some negative things. And yes, of course, those things need to be addressed and need to be fixed, but you don't want to dwell on it. The same with like when I lost my baby, when I... Um, got deported when I lost my late husband at 42 when he died from a heart attack. Yeah, I can talk about it every time I do this podcast. I can dwell about it. Uh, I can talk about when I was a dancer, which I don't think is a bad thing. I'm actually proud of that. 
I can talk about all the kind of bad things, but I don't really see it as bad things. I see it all as a lesson. See everything as a lesson, as a message for you to learn, to grow, and to pick the things from these lessons that fuels you, that drives you, that motivates you, that inspires you, and you can teach others, you know, the mistakes maybe that you made, the mistake that I made when I became a widow. Oh my gosh, I was a total biatch. I was so angry. I was so upset. I was like, wait, life is over for me as I know it. That was my best friend. That was my soulmate. That was my life. I didn't have any family, just him. And from one second to the other, he was gone. And I'm like, wait a minute, what am I going to do? And yeah, I was in a funk for a while. And then my landlord in Beverly Hills, a sweet Persian lady, she said, Anna, you can't, you can't be like this. You can't cry and be angry and be bitchy. You got to snap out of it. It's not written on your forehead what has happened to you. No one knows your story. And you're not going to attract good people like that with the negative energy. You can't keep dwelling on it. You have to snap out of it. And because of her, because of what she said, and I don't even know if she knows that she had that kind of influence on me, but she actually made me turn around and realize, hey, Anna, snap out of it. Stop. Stop dwelling on the past. We all have a story. We all have misery. I always thought I can go cruising through life and everything is hunky-dory, but no, I've had my fair share of lots and lots and lots of pain and heartache is such a horrible pain because there's no medicine for it, right? Like when your heart breaks, like there's no medicine. (laughs) So, and then I went back to, I had to go back to dating, you know, I wanted to be married. I didn't want to just date around. I wanted to be married and it wasn't easy, but Look, I found John. He's a freaking gem. And that's another thing with dating. You have to treat it like a full-time job. I treated it like a full-time job. I went on a date in the morning for coffee uh, and in the afternoon for lunch. Then again, another coffee date. Then a dinner date or an appetizer or a happy hour. I mean, it was a freaking full-time job. I had to weed him out. And I'm not saying I did the hanky-panky with everybody. I did not. I actually became a reborn version for a while, which a lot of guys thought was funny. Yeah, maybe it's funny, but it worked. Because when you respect yourself enough, when you don't give it up, then they actually want more. Men are hunters. That's just, <laughs> that's just it. They're hunters. And I, I'm not saying I was playing a game, but I was respecting myself enough to not give gave everything off me, right? So when I met John, we started out as best friends. Yeah. I moved in with him the first date, but we didn't do the hanky-panky. Yeah, we slept in the same bed, but he was very respectful. And I think that is so important. That is where we are today. We are best friends. And I'm so attracted to him. Like, for me, it's so important that I am attracted to him. He's attracted to me. So if he does something that I'm like, then I look at him, I'm like, but he's so good looking. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so attracted to him. He's such a handsome, handsome, handsome human inside and out. Um, So enough about my incredible husband. Okay, I think the gardeners are coming. And then Dobby, who is with me right now, um, because I wanted to make sure he wasn't barking. I don't want him to growl or bark, you know, on the podcast. 
but have an incredible Tuesday. Have an incredible week. I'm going to Amsterdam, I think Sunday, July 31st for like 10 days. And then to Bonaire, uh, which is in the Caribbean next to Aruba and Curacao uh, in September. And a lot of new merchandise is coming this week. So keep your eye out um, for uh, Dutch Boho Boutique. Shop Dutch Boho Boutique on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, shoot me a text, um, a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And let's connect. Let's go for drinks. Um, and if you're not local, let's just virtually cheers. And let me know what you want to hear, what you want to see, what you want to know. What, you, what your assumption are, assumptions are about me because, you know, assumptions usually are, you know, assumptions. You make an ass out of you and me. It's usually just a lie, right? And we all judge. Like, we judge each other for no reason. I was running the track this morning and then I stopped to walk a little bit and I was on my phone because I wanted to share it on my phone because that keeps me accountable. And then there was a guy who was like, making the gesture that, you know, like on my phone, like he was with his phone, like doing his face in his phone. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. It looks weird that I, my face is in my phone. I'm like, yeah, but I work. It's not like I don't work and I only play on my phone. I do a little bit of everything. But of course, for him to judge, it kind of made me like, oh, like, don't you see? That's not just all what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, but I get it. We all judge each other. It's human. Have an amazing Tuesday and I'll chat with you soon. Bye.